And now, Dick Tracy! This is Dick Tracy on the case of the deadly tip-off. Stand by for action. Let's go, men. Dick Tracy with us in exactly a minute and ten seconds. But first, I wonder how many of you young Tracy fans have decided what you're going to do when you grow up. You know, the sooner you decide what you're going to be, the sooner you can make plans for it and then follow through. Take Raymond Schiff, for instance, who comes from New Rochelle, New York. Raymond decided while he was in high school that he wanted to be a nuclear physicist and work with atomic energy. This was back in 1942, before the atomic bomb was heard of. He wrote an essay on the future of atomic energy, and this essay earned him a four-year scholarship to Harvard College, the school he wanted to attend. Of course, he studied physics there, and then in the summertime, he worked with the Westinghouse researchers who were splitting the atom and studying it. After Raymond has done some more work in these laboratories, he'll go back to school for more training. But he's already rated as one of the nation's top young nuclear physicists. You know, it really doesn't matter what you want to be when you grow up. You first have to decide, and then you have to keep your eye on it constantly. That's the way that success is made. And now, Dick Tracy. Yesterday, Dick and Pat used every police trick at their command to find the missing Slim Chance, one of America's foremost radio commentators. They learned that he'd been snatched from the Heron Club in a mysterious taxi. But that was all. His subsequent whereabouts remained a deep secret to the two detectives. But not to Slim Chance, who had been driven out into the country by a couple of bellicose thugs and had been given a severe beating accompanied by the pointed instructions that when he next went on the air, he was to deny that bellicose had entered the country. Right now, Tracy and Patton are at headquarters waiting for information on Slim Chance. Tracy speaking. Yeah, go ahead. No report, eh? Well, it seems to me that someone on this force ought to be able to spot a green and yellow checkered cab with a known license number. Don't be sorry. Find me that cab. And throw out a wider dragnet for Slim Chance. Yes, put it on the teletype. Check all major train, air, and bus terminals. All right, but I want him found. Say, Dick, you should try sleeping nights. Then maybe you wouldn't be so hard on the help. No, I'm not intentionally being hard on anybody, Pat. If the facts were to slip out, I'm pretty worried about Slim Chance. Yeah, I guess I know what you mean. It seems hardly possible that the most famous radio commentator in the country can disappear for over 15 hours and we can't find a trace of him. Hmm. Say, tell me something. Do you think that Billy Cosey snatched him? I'm not thinking a thing until I get some lead on Slim. Well, you know, the part that seems most ominous to me is that I'm sure Slim would have gotten in touch with us if he could. Yes, that's just what's got me bothered. And that's why I'm not leaving this desk until Slim calls me or the boys turn up something. And if it was Billy Cosey or his gang that got to him, do you think they'd have murdered him? I don't know, Pat. That crazy gangster might try anything. But I don't see how it would help him at the moment. Well, whatever has happened to Slim Chance has certainly stirred up a furor. 
Say, tell me one thing. How did the papers get it? Oh, the radio station and this sponsor. They're completely up in the air about the whole thing. Mm, what'll they do if Slim Chance doesn't turn up? Well, they probably have somebody ready to sub for him, but it's not the same thing. Oh, it certainly is not. Uh-uh. Tracy speaking. Listen, Dick. If you recognize me through my voice, don't mention my name over the phone. At the moment, I don't recognize anything. Go on. Does Jimsy Boy mean anything to you? Jimsy Boy? Jimsy Boy? That was the name signed to the threatening note that Slim Chance got. Okay, Jimsy Boy, I've got your place. Are you all right? Well, in a manner of speaking. Listen, Dick, I can't come to you. Please get up here to Studio 8 on the double. I've got to talk to you before airtime. Do you know what I mean? We're on our way. Let's go, Pat. Uh, who was it? Slim Chance. He's at the broadcasting studio and due on the air in a few minutes. I'm sorry, sir. No one's allowed in the studio. It's all right, fellow. I'm Dick Tracy. Oh, go right in, sir. Thanks. Come on, Pat. Right with you. Dick. Pat. Oh, thank heaven you fellas got here. Well, what happened to you? Oh, I got beaten up. Well, as a connoisseur of that sort of thing, I'd like to say they did a nice workmanlike job. Yeah, I'd just as soon never have another one like it. You ought to be in a hospital, Slim. Well, my doctor's on the way over. I phoned him just after I got you. What happened? Well, I'll make it quick. When I left the Heron Club early this morning, I was picked up by the first cab. In it were two torpedoes, one driving and one in the back to keep me company. Did you get their names? Yeah, Ryder up front, Ringer in the back. They were a little dumb and called themselves by name. Got it, Pat? All down. How about the cab that crashed into Detective Barney who was guarding you? Well, that was part of their scheme, Dick. They'd arranged for it. Have we still got that driver in jail? We certainly have, Dick. Hold him. Right. What next? Well, out to the country where I got that beating. One thing. Did they change the license plate on their taxi? Yes. They stopped on a dark street and did it. It was evidently all prearranged. I thought as much. That's why the boys didn't spot the taxi. Who gave you the going over? Uh, mostly Ringer. What do you want? Oh, the same old thing. A retraction on my item about Bellicosi being in the country. How'd you get away from them? Well, I told them I'd do what they wanted me to. Then they left me out in the country. But jumping Jiminy Slim, you're not going on the air with that. Well, what do you think? Well, your entire reputation is built on giving the public the truth. Well, what good is a reputation if you're too crippled to enjoy life? A beating like the one I took is quite a convincer. Well, I wouldn't have thought that of you, Slim. Well, you'd better listen to the broadcast. Why didn't you contact me sooner, Slim? Well, I passed out a couple of times before I could get myself to the road to walk away. When I finally got the strength, I called my wife and had her pick me up and drive me here to the studio. I can't understand why someone didn't tell me. Well, I took care that no one would recognize me. I didn't want it to get out that I was back. Well, why not? Well, my disappearance was on the air and in all the papers today. You don't think I'd let anyone scoop me on my return? No, sir, the first news of that will be when I go on the air in a moment. I don't know if I'll ever understand reporters. Well, you'd get yourself killed for a piece of hot news and then write it up for St. Peter's Weekly. The fact that somebody is so hot to get you to make a retraction would indicate that Bellicosi is either in this country or on the way here. Uh-huh. That's how I see it. What do you want me to say tonight? That's up to you. Well, I don't mean about the retraction. I won't give that. I want to know if you have any objections to my openly defying Bellicosi. You know what the consequences might be? Uh, another beating? Maybe worse than that. Well, do you mean that I'm on my own? Not at all, Slim. We'll give you every protection. But just remember one thing. The advantage is always with the hunter. Ah, that's a happy thought. It's your problem, Slim. But you can be sure of this. If Bellicosi's around, Pat and I will find him. And maybe my talking up will help you, huh? Well, anyway, I figure that as a factual reporter, it's my duty to inform the public just as it's your duty to protect it. Just keep on talking, Slim. You make me like you better and better. Well, it's almost airtime, Dick. But I've got to talk to you about one more thing. Shoot. 
I couldn't tell you where I got my information about Bellicosi coming into the country because I was under oath not to. But I don't think that holds now. It's a girl named Molly Kuhl who told me. Say, wasn't she a friend of Bellicosi's in the old days before he was deported? Well, he was out of his mind about her, but I don't think she ever liked him. Anyway, they tried to beat it out of me. I wouldn't tell. But this fellow Ringer, who was doing the slugging, mentioned her name. Which means that they suspect her and that her life is in great danger. Where does this girl live? We'll take her into protective custody. Well, I don't know where she lives, nor how to get in touch with her. She wouldn't tell me. Oh, fine. That's just great. I have an idea, Slim. We may be able to save the girl. How, Dick? You've got to go on the air tonight and warn her of the danger and tell her to contact me. Uh-huh. Five minutes after that, we'll have her under protection. Well, that's a wonderful idea, Dick. And she's sure to listen to the program because she knows I'll be talking about Bellicosi. I'll arrange a special phone line for you right now. Good. And, Pat, call headquarters and get me a special squad. We're going to need it. Stop walking up and down, Molly Kuhl. You might make me nervous. For the last time, Bellicosi, get out of here. You're not very hospitable after I come thousands of miles just to see you. You could have saved yourself the trip. Whether I could have or not remains to be seen. In any case, I think it was a somewhat unfriendly act for you to tip off Slim Chance that I was coming. I did no such thing. You're not a good liar, Molecule. I'm going to have to teach you a lesson. How did you ever find out where I lived? I had the boys keep an eye on you ever since I left the country two years ago. But let's not change the subject. I like you, Molecule, but I don't like what you've done to me. If Slim Chance doesn't deny that I'm in the country tonight on his radio show... I'm likely to lose a lot of money. And I couldn't buy you no more presents. And I wouldn't have to throw any more of them into the garbage. Turn the radio on. Slim Chance ought to be starting. Turn it on yourself. (laughs) All right. I'd forgotten what a big, brave caveman you are. Always ready to beat up a woman. Force works with anyone, regardless of sex or age. Turn on the radio. You'll hear what a good beating did to help Slim Chance make up his mind. Why didn't they put you in jail when they had their hands on you? Because I'm too smart and too strong. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your somewhat battered reporter, Slim Chance, here to point out to that fat gangster, Bellicosi, who is in this country illegally, as my cracked ribs will attest, that his thugs did a bad job. I can still talk. Is that the retraction you wanted, Bellicosi? I'll kill him. I'll kill him. And here is a most important announcement. Molecule. Molly Q, your life is in great danger. Call Dick Tracy here at this studio. You have an open line. The number is NAN 52884. Repeat, Molly Q, your life is in great... Wow, wow. So you then have nothing to do with tipping Slim Chance off about me, huh? I'm going to enjoy what I'm going to do to you. Put that gun down, Bellicosi. Get on that phone. Call Tracy at NAN52884. Tell him you're all right. That Slim Chance is a cheap report out after a lot of sensation. Hurry up and do what I say. And don't even start to give him your address. But say nothing but what I told you to. Hello, this is Dick Tracy. This is Molly Kuhl, Mr. Tracy. I'm all right. Slim Chance shouldn't have... Oh, dear heavens, help me! Help me! What's your phone number? It's... 
In a moment, we'll return to Dick Tracy. You Tracy fans have probably heard the expression, life in the raw. Well, nowhere was life in the raw better exemplified than in the great Northwest during the days of the Klondike Gold Rush. That was country that, as the saying goes, separated the men from the boys. Well, each Saturday night on Challenge of the Yukon, you can enjoy exciting tales of adventure set in this rough wilderness untouched by refinements of civilization. Challenge of the Yukon is a colorful program broadcast on most of these same ABC stations. The stories are concerned with such the stories are concerned with such trust and fight to maintain law and order at a time when authority seemed to rest in each man's pistol holster. Representative of the small group of Northwest Mounted Police who braved the elements to track down ruthless criminals, Sergeant Preston is aided by his highly trained Eskimo lead dog, King. Although many of the action-packed dramatizations on Challenge of the Yukon deal with conflicts between men, there are variations, stories that revolve around wolves or bears and other animals of the Yukon. Don't miss Challenge of the Yukon, heard on most ABC stations, tomorrow night. And now, back to Dick Tracy. It's no use. The instrument's gone dead. But there was a shot, Pat. Did you get a phone number? No, but the beginning sounded something like muh. Come on, Pat. Maybe it's not too late to get to her. Yes, but maybe it is too late. And be sure to tune in Monday for The Adventures of Dick Tracy. Written for radio by John Ray and Everett S. Crosby, Dick Tracy is heard overseas through the Armed Forces Radio Service. And this is George Gunn speaking. Here's an invitation to you Tracy fans from ABC, an invitation to spend a series of Saturday afternoons with us. Every Saturday afternoon we bring you broadcasts of the great Metropolitan Opera. Broadcast direct from New York's famous Metropolitan Opera House. A mecca for music lovers who come from all over the country to see this famous opera company. Yes, each week throughout the opera season, the Metropolitan Opera is brought directly to you, giving you a chance to hear many of your favorite works, such as Carmen, Lohengrin, the Magic Flute, Rosenkavalier, Rigoletto, and so forth. Don't miss Metropolitan Opera tomorrow afternoon. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.